And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, John Daner stars as Western Soldier of Fortune, Paladin on Have Gun Will Travel, going back to 1959. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Carl. That's me, Lisa. Carl's playing against Carl. Yes, must correctly answer more true or false questions about St. Pate's Day than than me. Because I'm... You're Carl. Because <laughs> you're Carl. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to me. Hello, Carl. Hey. Good to have you, you with us good today. To, good to be so here. So here's this story. We're having some technical difficulties. We're not able to take a caller tonight, but of course, we still want to play Beat the Host. It's all about St. Patrick's Day trivia. So, Carl, you're going to just um, work on beating yourself. Can I be Carl A and Carl B? Um, no, you're just plain old Carl. Okay. It gets too confusing. All so right. if you I know the Carl answer, with a C or but Carl with a K. you can. And here's the deal. You probably would have lost anyways. Yes. So we're just going to assume you've lost. Okay. Um, but we'll play the game just for fun, even though you've lost. All right. Okay. So here you go. Um, first question. What is the traditional dish for St. Patrick's Day? Oh, that's easy. That's Corned beef and cabbage. Yes. Corned beef and cabbage? Yes. Am I right? Yeah, you are. Okay, wow. so you keep score. That'll right. be your job. Okay. Okay. Carl what, has won. Carl, Carl. What is the name of the famous Irish brewery founded in Dublin? Dublin? Yeah. I mean, you know it. Duffy's Tavern. <laughs> that would be a good answer, but um, not. I'll give you one more chance. All right. Um, I mean, guess O'Malley's. It. Oh, it's Guinness. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. Okay, so well, hang what, on a second. Ding. Oh. Okay. Okay. What is the name of the famous Irish dance performed on St. Patrick's Day? It's got to be some kind of polka, right? Or no, that's Polish. That would be right. Polish polka. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um oh, is it uh, an, uh, uh, Blarney something Killarney? Is it Killarney or something like that? No, it's an Irish jig. Oh, so close. Uh, Irish. Um, That's it. You don't get any more guesses. Oh, okay. It's an Irish step dance. Oh, you know, never. when you go to like river dance never. and you see all the little girls. No, I would have never got that. Okay. No. What is the name? Are you keeping score? What's that? Are you keeping score? Because you probably yeah, got lost one already. right okay. so far. What is the name of the Irish mythology figure who was the patron of travelers? St. Patty. <laughs> the leprechaun. Oh, the leprechaun. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, I stink at this. Okay. That's why we needed a collar, but I'm so sorry. We'll, <laughs> we'll do it again. When was St. Patrick's Day first recognized as a holiday in Ireland? I'll give you a clue. The first numbers are 19. 
Okay, what so year? 1909. Oh, I thought you were going to say it. It was 03. Oh, really? You said, oh, and I well, got excited. A nine is a lot like a three. It's so close, but... Did I get it? You didn't, but you were close, <sighs> only six years off. Man, that's not bad. <laughs> no, it's not. What is the <laughs> I name... I should get like a... Half a point. Something for that. Sorry. What is the name of the traditional Irish song sung on St. Patrick's Day? An Irish song? Yeah, it's a traditional Irish song sung on St. Patrick's K- Killarney, Day. Killarney, something? You're back at that word. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's Danny Boy. Oh, I, the pipes. The pipes are calling Danny, Danny Boy. Boy, right? Something yeah. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so you're doing really well. How many do you have so I started far? started out really. You had one? I got one. You got one. Got okay, we have a few one. more to go. Dublin, Ireland celebrates a massive event in honor of St. Patrick's Dublin, Day. Dublin, Ireland. Right, yeah. that lasts for That's how many the days? Pond, right? Yeah. How many days does it last? The celebration. Three days. Oh, so close again. What was That's it? Not quite right. Four. It was four. <sighs> Darn, so close. Okay. Contrary to popular belief, the first St. Patrick's Day parade did not occur in Ireland in 1762. In which country did it take place? Which country? Mm-hmm. The first St. Patrick's Day parade. Um, what country? I'll say um, England. I'm sorry. It's USA, United States of America in New York City. Oh, man. Oh, darn. What is the name of the traditional Irish soup served on St. Patrick's Day? Soup. Um, You're clearly not Irish. (laughs) This is for sure. Uh, It's a soup. It's an Irish soup. Oh, it has to be like a stew, right? Is it a stew? I, I can't answer that. I'll question. say some Just kind say of something. Irish stew. Yes. What? Oops, I got really I got excited. Right. Yeah, I got really excited. I got it right. Yeah, Irish stew. Sorry, I didn't mean to scream. <laughs> yeah, Lisa. Wow. Well, I, I got. Little I mean, things. Hey, I got I one. It out. So I got I excited. It out. What type of creature is Saint Patrick said to have rid Ireland of? Oh, uh, rats. Oh, snakes. Ah. <sighs> So close. You got two more to go, but you've got two uh, right. Yeah. What American city celebrates St. Patrick's Day by coloring its river green since 1962? Who's this? Who? Say that again. I didn't say who. Anything. Give me the whole thing again. What American city yeah. celebrates St. Patrick's Day yeah. by coloring its river green since 1962? Well, that one I should get right because it's Chicago. It certainly right? is. I thought you'd have a problem if you didn't get that one. Here's the last question. All right. If you're within a million, I'm going to give it to you. A million. Yeah, you get a one million flexibility. All right. According to a survey by Hallmark, how many Americans exchange cards for St. Patrick's Day? You get a one million dollar, what's that called? One million dollars? No, you get a million. Swing, either way. Swing, like, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to say 28 million. Oh, no, you didn't get it. It's 12. So I would have given you anything from 11 to 13. I gave you a handicap, but you didn't (laughs) grab it. (laughs) Like a golf handicap. (laughs) Uh, Well, now you've learned a few things about St. Patty's Day. Well, yeah, now next year when you ask me these questions, I'll I'll probably forget them. I'm sure you will. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I like St. Patrick's Day. You had fun beating Day, yourself up a little right? bit. Right? I like St. Patrick's Day. It's a Day. lot of fun. You got that Romo over there? I sure Might do. Might need a little.
Uh, as the night goes on, I with, need more and more. The, all the all the technical difficulties <laughs> yeah, we're, we're having, having here, Tim. I might need a, one of those gallons of. Roma I'm sorry, wines. I'm not sure I can share that much with you. All right, uh, thanks, Lisa. <laughs> thanks, Carl. When we come back, it's a good Western adventure of Have Gun. Will travel, starring John Daner. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All righty, this is Hollywood 360. Don't forget, folks, we have a club. It's called the Classic Radio Club, and we'd love you to consider joining it. You will get uh, five CDs in a collector case along with a booklet sent to you about every 30 days, a new five-CD collection of the finest quality classic radio shows on the planet. They're direct from the master recordings. You get 10 shows, 10 half-hour shows every single month, and um, they're amazing. I, uh, I absolutely love getting my collection every single month. Mike gets his. Lisa likes the you digital. You kind of hand it to yourself Yeah, I hand month? it to I take it out of the box. I hand but it to myself. From one hand to the other hand. Yeah, and I know you like the digital. There is I a, much There's a way that. to get a digital version as well. To learn all about the Classic Radio Club, just go to our website, classicradioclub.com. Dot com classicradioclub.com if you want to uh, sign up you can call our operators at 815-900-7535 they will answer any questions you may have 815-900-7535 once again 815-900-7535 all right have gun will travel a great western series that began lisa as a TV show, it was so popular on TV that they transitioned it to radio. And on radio, John Daner played Paladin. On TV, it was Richard Boone. And um, he was a soldier of fortune. You could hire him to do the dirty work others wouldn't do. You paid him a lot of money, and he would solve problems for you. It was such a great series. We have a broadcast from July 5th, 1959 for you now, called Comanche. Here's John Daner in part one of Have Gun, Will Travel. There's something you should remember, mister. A man going into Indian country should never be paid in advance. Gun Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875. The Carlton Hotel. Headquarters of a man called Paladin. Socks. Yes. What is it? Mr. Paladin, look. Oh, oh Miss Warren. You dress for party. You like it? Oh, I certainly do, but why the mask, Miss Warren? A mask? I was going to a masquerade party in Chinatown tonight. Oh. I take it, hey, boy. Oh, where is he? Oh, 
Oh, a big problem with hay boy. Keep going as cowboy. Well, that's no problem. Oh, it's a big problem. He wearing cowboy hat, leather pants, big boots, everything. But why, what is his problem? Spurs. Oh. 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 Uh-huh. Big spurs. Mm. Mr. Paladin, please to give hay boy information on how to walk with big spurs. <laughs> All right, send them in. Oh, he got them on now. That can do. <laughs> hey boy, hardly can walk. Afraid to try stairs. <laughs> You come down, please? Yes, of yes. course. I'll come down as soon as I finish packing. Did you take another trip? Yes, another trip. Oh, you travel so much, Mr. Paladin. Where are you going this time? Up around the Little Bighorn. Oh, Little Bighorn. Huh? Well, that, that's a river, Miss Wong, in Montana Territory. All right, come on. Let's Go get on. the hay boy untangled from his spurs. You know, I guess just about the most popular sport in the world, everywhere in the world, is fishing. You hear a lot of discussion among American sportsmen, which is better, the dry fly or the wet fly, still fishing or trolling, lake, stream, or ocean. Everyone has his own ideas about this sport of fishing, and he goes after it in his own way. Well, that's true all over the world. As our servicemen have observed, there are a lot of different ways of catching fish. In Borneo, for example, the natives crush the berries of a certain shrub, and the juice poisons the fish of a river without spoiling them as food. In Africa, South America, and Alaska, the spear or harpoon is used. In Japan, trained birds called cormorants are sent diving down into the water to bring up fish. In some Pacific islands, nets are used. In others, the bow and arrow is the favorite method of getting fish for supper. Well, what's true about fishing is true about other customs and traditions around the world. The way of doing things may be different, but the ideals are the same. No one way is right or wrong. It's just what suits the individuals best. These customs are important to the people who follow them. And our servicemen are helping to maintain goodwill by observing the customs of other people in other lands. My problem was to find an army deserter named Henry Carver and persuade him to go back to his outfit. It seems he'd deserted in order to rescue a girlfriend from a marriage that was being forced on her. He was asking for money from his family to help him escape into Canada. He and the girl would be at the Billings Waterhole. Montana was no place to be at this time. The Sioux were being pressed by the army to go back to the reservations. I saw a lot of Indian sign. Several times there were Indian smoke signals in the far hills. Then I saw the water hole. But someone saw me first. Hey, don't! Don't shoot! Where are you? Keep riding, mister. You Corporal Carver? Who are you? My name is Paladin. Your mother sent me. Did she send the money? No. Then get out of here. Now, wait, wait. Let me talk to you. I don't come any closer. We got nothing to talk about. You get back on that horse and ride out of here. Henry, maybe he can help us. Becky, you stay out of this. Go on, mister. Start moving. Any message for your mother? Yeah. Tell her Becky and me will make Canada on our own. Uh, maybe you won't. What are you talking about? A troop of cavalry. What? Becky, stay here. No, you stay out of sight. They may be looking for you. No. 
Don't try anything. I got this rifle pointed. All right. Look. Down there. You're right. It is a troop of cavalry. What are we going to do, mister? We? They're not after me. You came to help me? I came because your mother asked me to. Well, then... Now, go on. Get back where you were. They're probably just coming in for a water break. Maybe. Don't try to trick us. I'll still have you covered. Go on. Hurry. Captain. Who are you? Paladin. John. John Keel. Paladin. What well, a sight to see in the middle of nowhere. John Keel. <laughs> Say, well, that's right. Captain Keel. Yeah. How long's it been, Paladin? <laughs> Six, seven years? Oh, I'm not sure. You came through San Francisco. Yeah, I did, and I've still got the hangover. Oh, uh, Dolan. Yeah, Captain. Yeah. Meet my friend Paladin. Sam Dolan. Paladin. How are you, Dolan? Dolan and his men joined us a couple hours back. Oh, scouts? Oh, civilian. I'm hunting for a man, but them engines the way they are, I figured traveling with the cavalry was safer. Yeah, I understand. Well, John Keels. Hey, I see you're still riding that same old horse. Comanche? Yeah. Sure. We've been together a long time. What are you doing out here, Paladin? Business. See any Indians? Just sign. We've been driving most of them north. Come on, let's walk to higher ground. Maybe we can see something. Dolan, you better come. Maybe the man you're looking for is around here. On June 15th, in the year 1215, King John of England met a group of barons on the meadow of Runnymede. There he placed the royal signature upon a charter which means much to us today. The document that King John signed was the Magna Carta. In later years, from its provisions, developed our present-day concepts of trial by jury and the right of habeas corpus, concepts which are a vital part of democratic life. Thus, the Magna Carta, written in England almost 750 years ago, became an important source of American democracy. From the contributions of the past come the principles of the present. See anything, Keel? No. No sign at all. Mm, that's good. Well, let's start back down. Yeah. Hey, you... Uh... You married yet, Paladin? No, no. I guess I move around too much for that. Well, you ought to see the fine family I got back at Fort Lincoln. Yeah? Wife and four kids. Well, good for you. And this is my last field trip. Next week I go out. I plan to get a piece of land and teach those kids of mine how to live off it. Where are you going now? Rejoin the battalion on Rosebud Creek. Not far from here? Oh, about half a day. Who's your command now? George Custer. Remember him? Oh, yeah. I remember him. What about you, Mr. Dolan? It's a dangerous country to be traveling in. I'm here on a personal matter. Oh? Yeah, hunting a kid and a girl, a soldier boy. Is that right? And the girl and I are supposed to be married, but this boy made off with her. I traced him to this area. I see. 
Sure got a score to settle with him. Well, if I run into him, I'll give him your regards. Home, Captain. You mind if we still tag along with you, Captain? Suit yourself. Well, good luck to you, Paladin. Say hello to San Francisco for me. I'll do that. And that's the first portion of Have Gun, Will Travel. Boy, you know what, Lisa? This guy had a great life, you know? He lived at the Swank Hotel Carlton in uh, San Francisco. He dressed in formal attire. He ate gourmet food, probably Mies Meals back then. Probably. And but he had a dangerous job, Carl. He frequented the opera. Now, I, I would have never done that. I don't like the opera. Oh, really? I didn't know you no. didn't like musicals and he was, at all. Music. And he was a ladies' man. And, you know, and then oh. he would, when he was working, he dressed all in black. He had a Derringer under his belt. He had calling cards with a chess knight emblem on them. And he was paid tons of money to solve problems. This guy was like bad, you know what. I mean, when you say solve problems, this this is like major. This is more yeah, than problems. This he, is uh, life events. But he was able to do it. Right. He was. Uh, he, he had skills, as they say. That's he right. was like the Liam Neeson of the <laughs> Old West. He had skills. Right. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, we're listening to Have Gun, Will Travel. Good episode going back to July 5th, 1959. And we'll have more of Have Gun, Will Travel and more of Hollywood 360 after this. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, we're back. This is Hollywood 360. Across hundreds of radio stations, coast to coast. Thank you for listening to our program. Lisa and I and Mike Bubble Bath Costella come here every Saturday to a five-hour show across the nation. Some of our stations don't carry the full five-hour show. Don't know why. Yeah, it makes no sense. Don't know why, what? Lisa. But uh, here's what you can do, folks. Um, you can call your station or email your station and say, "Look, I enjoy this show, Hollywood 360." We only uh, get three hours or four hours. Can you carry the full five hours? A lot of times, you know, they will do that because they want to please their um, their listeners. So uh, go ahead and do that. Maybe your station will carry the full five-hour show. The alternative to that, if they don't carry the full five-hour show, is you can sign up to our podcast. It's really convenient because every Monday by the afternoon, you will receive an email from us with the full five-hour show, and those, um, it's an email with a link, and that link never expires, so you can hear the show whenever you like. You can Bluetooth it to your car, listen in your car, 
it's great. We also add a um, a little bonus, a little a little bow that we tie onto your little prize there. It's called Radio Rarities. Tell everyone about it, Lisa. Well, what I was going to say, it's not so little. It's actually, uh, what, about a 40-minute? Yeah, about 40 about minutes. About a 40-minute podcast, and we have Carl Shadow who writes it, and what he does is give us a ton of historical information and really delves deep into these rare radio shows that you really wouldn't find anywhere else. We've played some audition episodes. We've played some episodes that have unusual stars in them. We've played some mistakes and bloopers and just some unusual things. We point them all out. We talk about them. And then we talk again at the end, um, you know, kind of tie it all together. And you really, it's really an educational experience. So if you appreciate classic radio, I think you will really love Radio Rarities. And the way to get it would be to subscribe to our podcast. And therefore, you'll not only have the full five hours of Hollywood 360, but you'll get that little bonus, which I think is not so little. I think it's a pretty great bonus. Yeah, and um, we do play the show. So if we're talking about a a specific show and it has all kinds of uh, interesting information, we talk about it, but we also play that show. Right, of course. And we play it in... um, Generally, pretty darn good sound. I mean, we're we're really only airing shows that sound really great. Um, so it's a cool podcast, Radio Rarities, and that comes on the end of Hollywood 360. So how do you subscribe? We made it really easy for you. Just go to our website, Hollywood 360. So that's Hollywood 360. And then radio.com, Hollywood360radio.com. That's our website. At the very top of the website is all of the information how to sign up. Now, if you want to just call a number and speak to a live operator, you can do that anytime. If the operator doesn't answer, leave your number and uh, someone will call you back. A live person, not a robot, will call you back and answer any questions you may have about the podcast and they will sign you up. That number to call, 815-900-7535. 815-900-7535. We're listening to Have Gun, Will Travel. Now, I mentioned earlier that this uh, series started out as a TV show and then made a transition to radio. That was very rare. Most of these shows, as you know, Lisa, started on radio, then made the transition to TV. But not Have Gun, Will Travel was the opposite. And oftentimes, they would have the television version, and then several months later, they would adapt it for radio. And that's what happened on this broadcast. So this radio show we're listening to, Comanche, aired on CBS Radio July 5th, 1959. But a few months prior, on May 23rd, 1959, Richard Boone starred in the video version of this same exact story. So they, you know, it was smart. They did double duty. They took the same kind of idea, story idea, and made two scripts out of it, one for radio, one for TV. And usually the television show ran first on Have Gun, Will Travel. So uh, let's get back to this now. John Daner as Paladin in Comanche, the conclusion to Have Gun, Will Travel. I watched Captain Keogh and his men leave. He and I had been in the war together. If it hadn't been for the business of the Carver boy, I'd have ridden on with him. When I was sure they couldn't see me, I edged around the rock toward Carver. Only the girl was there. Where'd he go? 
I... I don't know. I'm right in back of you, Paladin. Don't try anything. Give yourself up, Carver. Maybe you ought to, Henry. Don't talk like that. Get moving, Paladin. You're in my way. Now step aside. Get on your horse. All right. Give me that rifle. Go! You killed him. Ah, he'll live. He's not shot. What are you going to do with us? I'm going to save you from yourselves, if I can. Say, here's a question I'd like to put to you. How much do you appreciate the things that make life just a little easier? For instance, take the way our teenage gals dress for a Saturday night dance. All glamorous like, just regular walk-in fashion plates. And when they get to the dance, there's a super combo waiting to give out with the music. Now let's go back a spell. Around 1790, and see what the teenage gals were wearing then for a weekend get-together. It's Sunday afternoon, and the gals are attending a rare social gathering. Every last one of them is dressed in a plain, homemade, linsey woolsey dress, dyed with butternut or walnut juice. And there isn't a frill or a bright-colored ribbon to be seen. They don't cotton to such doodads in 1790. Of course, they've all bought their spinning wheels and looms with them. And while they sit and talk, their fingers kept busy. There's stockings to be made for everybody in the family, mittens and shawls for the winter, maybe a potholder or two to protect mother's hands from the homemade iron pots. And what do they talk about? Mostly about the time when they'll get married and have their own families to take care of. And sometimes when the Indians pull a surprise attack on the fort, the gals are called out to take their place at the stockade to keep the muskets loaded or maybe fire one themselves. Yeah, that's what a weekend date meant to the gals in 1790. But to them, it was just part of the routine. Because like their folks, they worked and fought so living would be easier in the future. The future that you're now protecting. as well as turn me over to that captain this morning. Well, it's not the same as giving yourself up. I'm not giving myself up. Can't you see? It's not his fault. He, he didn't just run away. I begged him to help me. He was in the service. It was his duty to stay there. Huh. Duty? Beating the scrub for a handful of disorganized Indians? Becky was being forced into marrying that old Coop Dolan. You saw him, the kind of a man he is. He's still deserted Mr. Paladin, there's something you should know. Oh, don't bother, Becky. It won't make any difference to him. We're married, Mr. Paladin, the day after we ran away. Well, my best wishes to you, Miss Carver. However, your husband's right. That doesn't make any difference. Now, wait a minute. Hold up. What now? Looks like there was a camp here not long back. Indians? I don't know... What is it? Canteen. 
Stamped 7th U.S. Cavalry. The 7th? Yeah. That's your outfit, Corporal. From the look of it, it was a large group. Larger than Keogh's. Well, let's get out of here. Distant thunder. I don't know. Let's go. Why are you so worried, Mr. Paladin? What makes you think I am? I've been watching you. Ever since you heard that, that sound, you've changed. Uh, like something's bothering you. Paladin, look. What? That horse. On top of that ridge over there. Yeah, I see him. Hey, he's got a saddle on him. Let's ride up there. Yeah, yeah. Come on, boy. Maybe his owner's foraging. Maybe. He's just barely moving. Paladin, that's a cavalry saddle. Yeah, I... Wait a minute, that, that's Captain Keogh's horse. Ooh. Oh, I... Oh, no, boy. Here now. Here, boy. Come at you. Easy. Easy, boy. Easy. Good Lord. This horse has been shot. What do you think happened? Carver, get down and help me doctor this horse. Then we'll look for Captain Keel. Watch your horses don't slip. What are we going down here for, Paladin? I gotta find out what happened to Keel. Comanche seems better, Mr. Paladin. Yeah. Come on, let's head down that draw. anything now, Mr. Dolan. We're married. We'll talk about that later. Thanks, Paladin, for delivering them up. We saw you coming a long ways back. What happened to the cavalry, Dolan? I left them this morning. There was a lot of Indian signs, so we turned back. It's a lucky thing. We might have missed you. All right, boys, get them off the trail to the clearing, and then get that noose ready. We got a deserter to hang. With our American servicemen in many countries around the world, they have a wonderful opportunity to observe new customs and traditions. What might have seemed strange before is becoming pretty familiar to them. For instance, among the Mohammedans, to drink coffee with anybody is regarded as a sacred rule of hospitality, a token of peace. The berries are roasted over a charcoal fire, and the coffee is allowed to boil three times. It's thickly sugared and served in very small cups. All this is traditional among the Mohammedans, but as our servicemen have observed, it's, well, it's simply their version of our mid-morning coffee break or our 
afternoon tea party for our cocktail hour. It's a time for friends to sit down and relax. It's a time for conversation with a cup of whatever beverage suits the individual taste. And this is true of customs and traditions of all countries. A way of doing things may be different, but the ideals are the same. So it is by observing these customs that our servicemen are helping to maintain goodwill with other people in other lands. Dolan and the two men forced us towards a big tree in a clearing nearby. One man threw a rope over a branch while the other put the noose around Henry Carver's neck. Dolan sat his horse watching with a grin on his face. I waited the chance to get to my derringer. All right, let's get this job done and get out of here. Swat that horse out from under him. No, please don't do it. I'll do anything you say. Well, you will anyway. Now go on, boys. Do it. Get away from that horse. Got a gun. Look out. Dolan. Uh, you two will get the same thing. No, we ain't staying. This ain't our business. Come on. Paladin, is Dolan dead? Yes, he's dead. And I've got his gun, Mr. Paladin. Pointed right at you. So drop that, Darren. Now, uh, Becky, don't do this. Drop the gun. All right. But you're not going to win anything this way. Henry and I can get to Canada. Oh, can you? There's a cavalry patrol coming this way. Where? Becky, quit talking and get this rope off of me. <laughs> The patrol just kept coming on, as though they hadn't seen any of us. The kids were riding up the hillside. I mounted and started after them. They'd stopped at the top. Carver and the girl sat their horses, staring down the other side as I rode up. Ooh, Carver! What's the matter? Paladin. Look. Down there. Ah. Uh. What is it? Good Lord. It's the 7th Cavalry. No one's moving, Mr. Paladin. They've been slaughtered. They're all dead. My outfit. Oh, Henry, don't please. What could you have done except die with them? That's what I could have done. Oh! Oh! there. Yeah? I'm Lieutenant Bradley, Chief of Scouts for Colonel Gibbon. They're looking for General Custer's command. Down there. By the river. You'll find all of them. Good. Thanks, mister. Oh, no. They must have been ambushed. Or massacred by Indians. No survivors could come out of that. Well, there is a survivor, Lieutenant. There's a, there's a horse. There's another survivor, Lieutenant. Oh, Henry, don't do it. Lieutenant, I'm Corporal Henry Carver. I deserted from the 7th Cavalry. I want to turn myself in. Oh, Henry, please. Becky, try to understand. I couldn't go with you now. Not till I've done what I have to do. All right, couple. Fall in with us. Hold up! Why, Mr. Paladin? 
Why did he turn himself in? They won't care now. He will. He was a part of this 7th Cavalry, Becky. He was a part of other men. Come on. I'll take you home. Gun Will Travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed in Hollywood by Norman McDonald and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Irving Wallace and adapted for radio by Tom Hanley. Featured in the cast were Sam Edwards, Barbara Eiler, Vic Perrin, and Jack Miles. Have Gun, Will Travel is brought to you through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Have Gun, Will Travel, July 5th, 1959. That's Comanche. And uh, listen to the cast of this, Lisa. Listen to the amazing actors they had in this broadcast. Obviously, John Daner was Paladin, but you had Ben Wright, Virginia Gregg, Sam Edwards, Vic Perrin, Jack Moyles. You had um, Barbara Eiler, and uh, then you had Hugh Douglas doing the announcing. I mean, those actors, you say those names, okay, people like are like, all right, well, who were they? They weren't movie stars or anything. A lot of them did do some TV and some movies and stuff. But you're talking about Radio's Row. That was like some of the best voice actors of the 1940s and 50s in that broadcast. And that's why that broadcast sounded so great and sounded like it was really happening. It didn't sound like people on a stage in front of a microphone with right. the sound effects, artists, and music. It sounded like they were in the Old West and you know, it was all happening because those actors knew how to work the microphone. It's an art. You know, it's an art form. Sure. When I was directing Twilight Zone radio dramas and producing that series, I only hired, and this is really true, I only hired the best actors in the Chicagoland area, you know, all of the Goodman Theater and Steppenwolf actors, because they got it. They understood how to do it. And then I would fly, you know, a Jason Alexander in or, you know, whoever it may be, Jim Caviezel, Jane Seymour. They would come in and work with these actors. And, you know, they appreciated the fact that I hired professional actors for the supporting characters. It wasn't just like, hey, you know, I was using people that made a living, literally a living acting. And that's as you know, that is yeah. not easy to do. No, it certainly makes a difference too. Obviously, they were they were just the best the best around. All right, time for this month in music history. All right, we're going back to the 1960s. What group do you think of when you think of 1960s? The Beatles. There you go. Let's hear it. It's been a hot day's night, and I've been working. 
Yeah. That's it. So, Hard Day's Night by The Beatles, written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. It was released on the film soundtrack of A Hard Day's Night, 1964. Mm. It is a hard day's night, you know? I'm here every Saturday. It's a hard day's night. It is. I get it. it. I'm feeling it, Carl. Isn't it? It is. It's quite difficult. Some nights more difficult than others. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. We'll leave it at that. All right, thanks, Lisa. Sure. Mike Bubble Bath in there. How you doing, <laughs> Bubble Bath? Pretty good? I'm doing good. All right, good. I want to make sure everybody's happy. <laughs> We're having some technical difficulties here. This show may, you may hear a little, some delay and certain things. We're not able to take calls. Hopefully, it'll all be fixed by next week. But, you know, it's live radio. That's we, we do our best. We are. Let's take a quick break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right, Lisa, in our next hour, Richard Denning and Barbara Britton star as Mr. and Mrs. North in A Good Detective Adventure. We'll also play Name That Tune, but we can't take any callers. Right, we're not going to have a caller, but we have you, and we have some Queen songs. So we're going to have a little bit of fun with that. All right, see you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond, I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.